0: Hello and welcome to The Addicted Austinites, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. I'm Catherine and today I'm going to be talking about Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe. So Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe is a hallmark Christmas movie that was released in 2018 and it is a Christmas modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice. It was directed by Don McBreaty and it stars Brendan Penny, Sherry Miller, and Lacey Chabert. Chabert. I hope I pronounced that properly, I'm not quite sure. Um, you'll know her best as Gretchen from Mean Girls. So I really like her, I think she's great. She's such a fun actress. So that's basic info. It is also based on a book. I mean, obviously it's based on a book, it's based on Pride and Prejudice, but also based on a book called Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe by Melissa de la Cruz. So what happens in Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe? Well Darcy Fitzwilliam is a young businesswoman who comes home at Christmas to Pemberley to see her family Um, because she's living in New York and working in New York. So she comes home for Christmas. She finds out that the Fitzwilliams have been asked to organise Pemberley's annual Christmas auction, which is when they get a load of rich people round for Christmas food and stuff, and they raise money for a local children's charity. So, lovely, very Christmas-giving and, you know, lovely message. During the preparations for this auction, Darcy's mother decides that the caterer for the event is going to be a man called Luke Bennett, who, not exactly an enemy of Darcy, but they were contemporaries at school, they were on the debate team, and they just argued a lot, apparently, when they were kids. Obviously, arguing was involved in the debate team, but also outside of that as well. So they have this slightly odd relationship, antagonistic kind of relationship, but they are thrown together when Darcy's mother decides that not only is Luke going to cater, he's going to help plan the party as well, which Darcy doesn't particularly enjoy the idea of because she wants to do it her way and you know doesn't really want to work with Luke. But she gives in and you know to help her mother. And eventually, she realizes that Luke has some really good ideas as well. They encounter a few problems along the way. You know, various Christmas-themed disasters occur. They find out that not as many tickets have been sold this year as the year before. And they're worried that the Pemberley Board are going to pull the event. They also hire a designer to decorate some Christmas trees that are going to be auctioned off. They pull out, so Darcy has to find another one. And there is the problem of Darcy's ex-boyfriend, who wants her back, but she doesn't want him back, really. And all the while, there is her father as well was in the same line of business as her and keeps telling her you need to come home and work for me rather than being in New York with your own business. So that's really all of the problems that they encounter over the course of the film and of course as they are overcoming each of these hurdles Darcy and Luke grow closer together and eventually, spoiler alert, they do end up together. <laughs> And they share a christmas kiss and darcy decides at the end of the film that she is going to stay at home and be part of her dad's business another little hurdle that they're going through in the movie is that her partner her business partner has been trying to push her out of the company um, while she's been home at christmas because she wants to be philanthropic and they don't basically that's the rub um, <laughs> So she has to deal with that as well. At the end of the movie, she decides that she's going to work for her dad because her biggest client likes her, not her business. So wherever she is, he will follow, basically. So yeah, it's a cute little film. It You know, the kind of cheesy, heartwarming, thickly sweet kind of Christmas wishes that we come to expect from the Hallmark Channel this time of year. I did not not enjoy it. I don't think it was my favourite ever Christmas film or my favourite ever Jane Austen adaptation. But I don't exactly regret Watching it either, so it's not as bad as it could have been. It's got a bit of a mixed review in general. On INDB, it's got about 6 out of 10, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it's only scored about 22%. So, yeah, this is mixed reviews. But now let's move on to talking about the Jane Austen in this Christmas film. So, you've probably guessed. From my little description, my summary there, that there's a bit of gender swapping going on. I think in fan fiction circles it's called Rule 63, maybe? I think that's it. Um, so basically, Mr. Darcy is now a woman called Darcy Fitzwilliam, and Lizzie Bennett has become Luke Bennett. So they've swapped that over. And that's really sort of the main takeaway from Pride and Prejudice that this movie has a lot of the names stick. Darcy and her family come from Pemberley that's the town that they live in and you've got the Fitzwilliams which is you know very clever because <laughs> girl can't be called Fitzwilliam Darcy so they swapped it over and of course you've got Bennett's as well. Darcy's business partner is called Austin though she is such a cow during the movie that I really hope they weren't basing her on Jane. <laughs> I mean, Jane was sarcastic and a bit snarky, but this Austin was damn right evil, to be honest. In terms of following the Pride and Prejudice storyline, it's a bit less obvious. There is that antagonistic relationship between Luke and Darcy for a little while. Like I said, they were not quite enemies, but they liked to argue when they were kids in a debate team. And they weren't the best of friends Now of course over the course of the movie Darcy comes to realize that he's not really that bad and he realizes that she hasn't had it as easy as as everybody thinks she has or she's made it seem so we have that slight kind of relationship the only difficulty is that both characters start off too good I hope this makes sense and i try and explain it. There's not really a lot of room for them to grow. Darcy isn't antisocial and proud and cold like Mr Darcy is at the start of Pride and Prejudice. She's sweet, friendly, philanthropic and just generally a warm person. And so is Luke. He's, you know, a very friendly guy. He's doing well in his business. And is already really helpful and cheerful. So there isn't really room for them to grow over the course of the film in the same way that Lizzie and Mr. Darcy do in Pride and Prejudice. There also aren't that many other references to Pride and Prejudice in this film. It is not a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice, for example, in the same way that Bridget Jones' diary is, that follows sort of major plot points. We don't have the refusal of an engagement. We don't have, we don't at all have a Wickham, really, in this story. And we don't have his storyline either. There's no Bingley, there's no Jane. We do have Darcy's ex, who I mentioned before, She he wants her back. She doesn't want him, really, their relationship ended for a reason, and she's sticking to that. But towards the end of the film, at the Christmas party, he offers to get back together with her and tells him that they should be together. Luke overhears and thinks that they have gotten back together and runs off before he can hear her say no. So then Darcy has to go and find Luke and explain and then they get their happy ever after. Which really, is not really a storyline from Pride and Prejudice, but, you know, (laughs) it's only got the name on it. It doesn't have to be an exact copy of the story. But I would argue that Bridget Jones is a better modern Pride and Prejudice basically and one thing that I sorely missed that I didn't think I would was actually Mr and Mrs Bennett. We don't meet Luke's parents at all. We know that he's got a brother who is getting married to Darcy's and she's either her sister or her friend. The movie doesn't make it quite clear (laughs) but they're getting married so we know he has a brother but we don't get to meet his parents and there is something missing in that the ridiculous pair and the way they behave and the sparkle that they bring to the story again i was i was surprised that i missed it but i did (laughs) every time i read pride and prejudice or watch it and i'm thinking oh my god i want to strangle mrs bennett and i want to you know kick some responsibility into mr bennett but when they're not there they're conspicuous in their absence let's put it that way um I really miss them. <laughs> okay let's see, are there any other connections to Pride and Prejudice? Any more storylines that we've got going on under here? Just going to check my notes. I don't think so, I think that's all the points I really wanted to make. So overall it's a good Christmas film, it'll give you those warm fuzzy feelings that you want to get from a christmas film so you know if you want something really sweet and happy and it's going to put you in a bit of a festive mood go and watch it just bear in mind that it isn't as pride and prejudice as the title would make out thank you so much for listening to this episode of the addicted us tonight i hope you've enjoyed it If you have, please do like, subscribe and share and all those lovely things that we podcasters love. This is the last episode for this year. So I'm going to take a little break now over Christmas and I will come back in the new year with some new episodes for you all. So, as ever, until then, happy reading, your faithful servant.